Welcome to the European Parliamentary Research Service Podcasts. In this podcast, we'll talk about the EU's renewed efforts to ensure that the principle of equal pay for equal work between men and women becomes a reality. And believe me, regardless of your gender, this debate touches you directly. So keep listening. Equal pay for equal work, or work of equal value between men and women, has been a right in the EU since 1957. Yet the painful truth is, women in Europe are paid on average 14% less than men, which equals almost two months of salary. Most Europeans, 70% to be precise, are aware of this imbalance, and 9 out of 10 think it's completely unacceptable. So why is it so difficult to close the gender pay gap? Here's Marie Lesserf from the European Parliamentary Research Service. Well, uh, it's true that the implementation and enforcement of this principle remain a challenge. Due to a lack of pay transparency, pay discrimination often goes undetected and victims face difficulties to obtain redress. Furthermore, the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic will most likely exacerbate the gender pay gap to the disadvantage of women. The EU has been trying to raise awareness on this issue for decades. In 2011, it introduced the EU's Equal Pay Day. And in March 2014, it adopted a recommendation on strengthening the principle of equal pay between men and women through increased transparency. In 2017, the European Pillar of Social Rights, proclaimed by the European Parliament, the Council and the Commission at the Gothenburg Summit, set out 20 key principles and rights essential to well-functioning labour markets and welfare systems in the 21st century, including gender equality and the right to equal pay. But unfortunately, and despite all these efforts, equal pay remains a major challenge in the European Union. That's why both the European Parliament and the Council have long been calling for more action in this area. In June 2019, the Council asked the Commission to develop concrete measures to increase pay transparency. Answering this call, the President of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, announced binding pay transparency measures as one of her political priorities for the current Commission. A commitment that was reaffirmed in the Gender Equality Strategy for 2020 to 2025 and on the proposal on pay transparency presented in March 2021. Let's hear President von der Leyen. We are proposing a European Directive for Pay Transparency It is built on two simple principles. Equal work deserves equal pay. And for equal pay, you need transparency. And women must know whether their employers treat them fairly. And when this is not the case, they must have the power to fight back and get what they deserve. As President von der Leyen suggests, the proposed directive aims to strengthen the application of the principle of equal pay for equal work or work of equal value between men and women through a double approach. Measures to ensure pay transparency for workers and employers on the one hand and better access to justice for victims of pay discrimination on the other. Under the pay transparency measures, job seekers would have a right to know what kind of pay is offered for the posts they apply for, while employers would not be allowed to inquire about an applicant's pay history. 
Employees would have a right to ask their employer for sex-disaggregated information on the average pay of other workers doing the same work or work of equal value. And employers with at least 250 employees would have to report on their gender pay gap and carry out a pay assessment if the gap exceeds 5% and cannot be justified. Under the access to justice measures, compensation would be available to victims of pay discrimination, with the burden of proof placed on the employer and sanctions for infringements of the equal pay rule. Workers' representatives would also have a role in pay assessments and legal proceedings, including the possibility of leading collective claims on equal pay. The new measures would apply to both public and private sector employers and would address the transparency of pre- and post-employment pay, as well as the transparency of company policy on pay and career progression. So how has the proposal been received by stakeholders and other EU institutions? While regretting that the proposal limits pay audits to big organisations, the European Trade Union Confederation welcomed it as a clear step forward. Here's their Deputy General Secretary, Esther Lynch. Every woman, no matter who she is or what work she does, deserves equal pay. But for so many women working in Europe, that's not the case. That's why we need this directive. This directive needs to help women get together in their unions and have the right to bargain for work of equal value. The business community received the proposal with a certain degree of scepticism, as they fear it may increase red tape and could expose companies to abusive litigation. Here's Valentina Guerra, policy advisor at SME United, an association giving SMEs a voice in Europe. SME United agrees on reducing the gender pay gap and promoting the equal pay principle. However, the binding measures in the proposal for a directive are not the adequate method to tackle the gender pay gap. Other measures would be more appropriate, such as tackling horizontal and vertical segregation, fighting gender stereotypes and providing childcare and long-term care. In the European Parliament, it's the Committee on Women's Rights and Gender Equality, together with the Committee on Employment and Social Affairs, who share responsibility for this file. Kira-Marie Peter Hansen is one of the co-rapporteurs. We have improved three important aspects in the directive. The workers' individual rights to information, making sure that all workers have the right to information on the gender pay gap and the criteria for determining pay. Then we require more companies to make pay reporting and assessment by lowering the threshold from 250 to 50. Lastly, we are making the directive more inclusive by introducing an article on intersectionality. In November 2021, the Joint Committee took stock of the over 1,000 amendments tabled and a final negotiating position could be agreed soon. The Council agreed its approach on the proposal in December 2021, paving the way for negotiations with the European Parliament to agree on a final text. Let's hear the words of Helena Dali, European Commissioner for Equality, once member states reached a deal. What has been agreed here addresses the discrimination of an individual worker and it addresses the systemic discrimination and bias that is hidden in pay structures and mechanisms. We know these problems can only be uncovered with transparency. Knowing whether your employer is treating you fairly is only resolving half of the problem. We want employees to be able to seek redress too, and we don't believe there should be a cost for doing this. 
I very much hope that this will be taken into account in discussions with the European Parliament on this important file. Want to know more? Check out Marie Lecef's full policy brief on the EPRS website or in our app. This is a European Parliamentary Research Service podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you.